You're listening to the Cash Valley Insider, conversations with founders, leaders, and creators about why they live, work, and play in Cash Valley, Utah. The Cash Valley Insider is a production of the Cash Valley Chamber of Commerce. Become a chamber member and learn more at cashchamber.com. So welcome back, everyone. Uh, this is Chase Anderson, and joining me today is Taylor Lowen, uh, the general manager of the Cash. Um, appreciate you joining me. It's it's great to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you guys having us. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, it's it's always fun to to have these conversations, especially when there's there's kind of news from from uh, different organizations here in the valley. And you know, sometimes we just do check ins with with different companies to see, especially recently, how they've been uh, doing facing COVID. Uh, you know, everything that that's brought. Um, you know, and, and we'll probably touch on some of that too. Has how that's affected you all, but it's always fun when we can um, check in with with a company or an organization um, with some really great news. Um, and, and that's, um, yeah, I, I guess, to say the least, you guys have had some good news. Um, and maybe you can, well, we'll get into some of that um, in terms of, of what that means for, for the business, um, you know, receiving um, a license to, to be a bar. Um, but, you know, to, to step back, um, we'll, we'll certainly get into that. I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, um, the cash in general um, and uh, kind of the origin of, of um, the business and, and how you got involved. And, and then we'll kind of talk about the current state and the future. So uh, maybe you can just give a quick background for anyone who, who isn't familiar um, with, um, with the cash and how it got started. Yeah, absolutely. So the owner, Mark Lunt, as many people know, uh, he bought the old Gia's restaurant um, and then ever since, uh, that was about a little over three years ago and has just renovated it, renovated it, renovated it. And uh, currently undergoing hopefully our last final renovation. But yeah, so Purchase Gia's um, actually was initially gonna be an escape room. Um, they played around with that idea to make an escape room. Then it evolved into the cash venue, um, which was a much needed thing for Logan. You know, we need more live entertainment. And so, um, yeah, he renovated it into uh, being more of a venue. And then we brought on uh, Mark Lusk, who's a fantastic uh, audio engineer and sound tech to kind of help with uh, the quality of entertainment, you know, bringing in a state-of-the-art sound system, stuff like that. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so we were a venue for the past couple of years, just really struggling um, with our license. We held a full-service restaurant license, which means that, we have the same license as Chili's, as um, you know, as Buffalo Wild Wings, which means you have to order food in order to drink. And being an event venue, it didn't really work for us because people want to just have a drink when they come watch a concert. They don't want to order food. So really struggled the past couple of years to meet the, because you have to have a 70-30 split, which means 70% of our sales needed to be food to 30% alcohol. And we were just kind of drowning with our business model being an event venue. So, um, yeah, fast forward to COVID, we were starting to get a little, we were starting to get some momentum, uh, you know, with the 70-30, we were starting to figure it out. But then COVID happened, shut us down. And we took advantage of that time to start working with city officials to see what we needed to do to change our license. Um, There's, there was a lot of tavern licenses, which is what the Owl is, which uh, what Sultan's Tavern is, 
which means that they can only serve beer. Um, there was a lot of those available. The, um, and then the other licenses that are available are like what Sultan, or not Sultan's, um, Mulligan's and the Eagles Lounge have. They're like private clubs, which is why you have to pay a dollar to go to Mulligan's. So they're, so yeah, we, we took advantage of COVID to really um, work with our city officials to see what we needed to do to get um, a bar establishment license in Logan, which there current there wasn't any. Um, a bar establishment license means full service, beer, alcohol. You don't have to order food in order to get an alcoholic beverage. Um, and yeah, so we worked with city officials to see what was needed. And uh, it was actually kind of a process. Um, and I, I don't know, is that good enough for the history or do we want to dive into the process of getting the license? Now? Yeah, I think, we'll, I think we'll get into that. I have a couple questions about the history. Um, you know, it, it, I just think in general, um, I mean, that, the, the, this uh, whole business, you know, whether kind of in the, in the venue, um, you know, uh, with the emphasis on a, on a venue and, and now more on, on the bar, I, I know for Mark, it's always been about um, making downtown a place that people want to go and spend time. Um, I think he's always recognized the potential. That's something that I've always seen. Like there's great potential for our downtown uh, to be a place that, that people want to go and want to go and hang out and spend time and, and uh, be with other people. Um, and uh, you know, it, in whatever iteration the cash um, ha has been in, it seems like that's been the common thread is we, we need to create spaces where, where people want to go and want to spend time and, and enjoy each other's company and enjoy entertainment. And um, it seems like that's always been, there's, there's always been potential for that in the downtown area. Um, but also been something that I feel like people um, in the past have complained about, right. Kind of a lack of nightlife and a, a lack of, you know, quote, things to do um, and places to go. Uh, and, and so it seems like um, this is absolutely something that uh, is, is filling a need, filling, um, you know, something that people have, have been talking about for a long time. Um, so, so it's been fun to watch the evolution. And I'm sure that, that you all have received that validation over the last few years of being involved in this um, and, and seeing people come out of the woodwork and say, no, this is exactly what we've needed. Has that been the case? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, once, once we announced, you know, that we got a, uh, our new license, just the overwhelming support and just like, there's people saying like, thank you. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Just, yeah, the, you see it in our community. Like we are so thirsty for entertainment. Like we want to stay in the Valley. Like the people who live here love the Valley. Like we don't want to have to drive across Sardine Canyon to go have a beer and live music, you know, or, you know, a cocktail and live music. Uh, we we want to be here. Uh, you know, I was born and raised in Logan, um, and then I've since traveled all over the world. And I always come back to Logan because I love it, and I see the upside of Logan. And yeah, and I think that's the same with everyone who lives here. We love the valley. There's so much to do here until it comes to nightfall. Then then what do you do? You stay home, or you wish you were in Salt Lake. So yeah, just the overwhelming support of people in our community saying thank you for doing this and, and even before when we were just doing live music you know people coming out for our events and you know we've had some really good successful concerts um yeah we have an overwhelming support for that and it's a necessity at this point to get some more of it um, right right and and you know cash valley is, has long been known for having a really strong art scene 
right? And, and is known for that, especially our downtown. Um, just hasn't necessarily been um, as, as well known for having, you know, alternatives to may, maybe the more traditional, you know, theater productions or, um, you know, it just seems like there, there hasn't been um, an alternative to that. And I think all of them are necessary. All of them contribute to a really vibrant, um, you know, interesting place to live, work and, and spend your time. Right. Um, so I, I, I agree that this is a, you know, this is kind of a missing piece um, for, for the community. The other piece that I, I've really been interested in, you know, when I've talked with Mark in the past and, and in, you know, when, when the venue was really ramping up, um, there was always this conversation around, we're not trying to compete with any other venue. Um, there was always this approach that um, is kind of an all uh, a rising tide lifts all boats, right? That uh, we're, we're not in competition with Y sound, which is a great venue. Yeah. Um, you know, and that, I think at the time that, that um, the cash venue was, was getting going, Y sound kind of went under and then um, kind of went through a revitalization process on its own. But, but I've always appreciated that about the cash is this idea that um you know, providing one more venue for people to come, spend time, um, you know, something that, that bolsters that idea of, of a nightlife in, in uh, downtown Logan will just help, you know, any business and, and other venues in the area. So I appreciate that kind of collaborative approach that, you know, this is all about helping build Logan together, right? It's not, you know, cutthroat trying to take away from anyone else or what anyone else is doing. It's providing one more opportunity for, for people looking for entertainment. Absolutely. Yeah. At the end of the day, we want everyone to succeed. The more people that come downtown, the more they're going to stay downtown. So, you know, if Y Sound's having an event, um, that's great for us because then people are coming downtown. Um, so, yeah, we and then thinking about, you know, with our new license, th there's going to be more competition, which is hopefully going to make everyone else around us better. It's going to make them try harder. It's going to force them to be better. And that's our goal. Like, we want hopefully with us getting our new license is going to make everyone else better around us. And that's the goal. You know, we want everyone to succeed and, you know, cause we genuinely love and care about our Valley. We don't care if you come to us or to Y sound or to the owl, but we want you to come downtown and enjoy your city where you live. And that's ultimately the goal. Right. I, I think it's been interesting. I don't know if this is, um, you know, direct result of what you've been doing, what, you know, with Y sound really, I feel like Y sound has really stepped up on the music side of things as well. Um, but I feel like as soon as the cash really started getting going with, with music and events and Y sound really started to pick up, I started to notice the creperie would start to offer, you know, live music. Um, and, and even here during COVID I've, there's a group called off center that's been performing right in in front of, um, the crepery on center street. Um, so I, I, I just kind of feel like along these lines, right. Um, I, I think together by offering events and nightlife and an opportunity for entertainment, it seems like you're building a culture of, um, of, of the arts of music of entertainment in the downtown area. And I, I think that just expands the pie, right. Um, where more of these opportunities are, are offered. Um, I think you're going to pull more people in and it's not necessarily going to take away from anyone else. Kind of, kind of like what we've been saying, but, but I don't know if you've seen that you know, with the, you know, what you guys have been offering with what Y has been offering. I just start to see uh, more local music um, in the area. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. And I love what they've been doing um, with that off center thing. I love that. Like, 
going, you know, on Center Street or, you know, walking to the aisle and you hear live music, you know, in the middle of, you know, Center and Main. I love that. I love that vibe. Being able to live in a city where you can just walk by and hear live music, like, that makes me feel good about living in this town. It just, just makes you feel good about your day even, you know? So I love that. Totally. Well, we've been talking a lot about the the collaboration and all the good things that everyone is doing together, but now we can get back into what, what's making you guys unique and, and uh, um, you know, what's really going to make the cash uh, special with, with this new license. So maybe you can share a little bit about that, that process um, of, of acquiring that license and, and really you, you touched on it a little bit before, but what does that really mean to, to get a, a bar license and how significant is that to, to have that in this community? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So like I mentioned before, it was a process to get, um, we first had to start with the the city, and um, so with the there was a green. It, it's called a, a garden. There was a garden right across the street from us, but the city had it labeled as a park, which initially kept us from being able to apply for a bar establishment license because we were within 600 feet of that quote unquote mm. park. So we had to work with the city to be like, hey, it's not a park. It's actually a garden. Um, it's just a greenway. And so the city officials and the mayor have been awesome to work with. And so we got that. They also had to go and uh, update some of their uh, rulings. When the Olympics came in, the state updated a lot of its liquor laws and rulings, but Logan City didn't. So we just got, we had to, you know, communicate with the city and they just had to update some of their laws, allowing Logan City uh, to have a bar establishment license in it. Since working with the with the city, um, it, we it was uh, we got them to change it so we can uh, allow two bar establishment licenses in the city. Once we got that okay from the city, then we could start the extensive application process with the DABC. Um, and it, it's just, uh, we're, we were lucky because we were we did have a liquor license, a restaurant liquor license, and then Mark also runs the Island Market and. Um, they sell uh, beer there. So we, uh, it, we were lucky enough to have Mark's history uh, and clean history of that. We had no violations. Um, and then when we got our application done and applied to the state, we were 10th on the list. Hmm. We applied, I think, four months ago. So we've been sitting on that list for like three months. But we were 10th on the list. Um, there have been people waiting on this list for over a year. Um, and so we're sitting down at the bottom with t- uh, nine people or nine establishments ahead of us waiting for this license. So we've been on the list for four months. They only have, they only got two licenses available two months ago. And then there was two more licenses available in October or in September. So um, the, the two licenses went um there was one establishment in virgin a completely underutilized area they didn't have any bar establishments in virgin so they got a a license and then um they didn't uh they didn't release any more until they pushed it back because of covid so um uh, a couple weeks ago the end of september there were two licenses available and we're sitting ninth on that list um and all the other applicants ahead of us, there was a few establishments that weren't going to be ready till 2021. There were, uh, and then the rest of the um, applicants were either in Salt Lake or Ogden, which are, you know, have tons and tons of bar establishments in there. 
So they look at us, they see that we're from Logan, they see that we don't have any bar establishment licenses within a 50 mile radius. The closest bar establishment license um, or bar establishment to Logan is actually in Ogden. So you have to drive across uh, Sardine, you know, which during the winter, we know how treacherous that is, um, into Ogden. So there's not any in Cache County or Box Elder County. So they, the, the commission saw that and they awarded us a license, jumping us, you know, nine spots on the list. Just because we are in an underserved market, there is no bar establishments here. So we were super lucky that we got on the list when we did first. Um, and then that we just were in a, a, under, uh, a underutilized market so we could uh, get that license. That is quite the process. Um, and, and, and it just gives me all the more respect for what entrepreneurs do, um, what, what people like, like you and the whole team um, put yourselves through to, to create something, right? You, you all have a vision in your mind for something, um, you know, this, this business and, and what it could do for the community. Um, you know, this isn't for the faint of heart, right? Um, you know, going out, going through the process, being willing to work with the city to, to even change, change things on the books. Um, it's, it's, it's easy to see how, um, you know, in, in a community like ours or any community, um, things can get a little stagnant, right? Because uh, it really does take um, individuals going and, and pushing the envelope and, and sometimes going to the city and, and um, being willing to engage um, rather than sit back and, and, and post on, on, on Facebook or something and say, oh, Logan doesn't have any bars because, because of these reasons and complain, right? It, it's, it's really, um, you know, just gives me all the more respect for, for individuals like yourselves who are willing to go through that whole process um, and, and have that conversation and, and play the waiting game, right? Not everyone can, can wait around um, hoping for that license. You know, you could go through that whole process and then just get, get turned down, right? Um, I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but um, I, I, I just see our community as a collection of people like yourselves who wanna stay in the Valley, who wanna make the Valley a better place, who are willing to put that time in um, you know, the, the, the Valley is what it is, or Logan is what it is because of the people that stay and because of the people that build something. Um, so all the more respect for everything that, that you all are, are doing and, and, uh, and, and congratulations again on, on, uh, you know, being awarded that license. That's, that's very significant. Oh, we appreciate that. And I, I just want to say one thing. I think the Valley is super lucky to have Mark Lott. Um, you, what what they've done at the island market to you know renovate that and bring it up to a cool community um, just like little story you know it's just a community store and th- what he's done there and then being willing to do what he's done for the venue and getting us to be able to, uh, to be a bar uh, you know he's he goes to city meetings he's super involved in the community and I think we are super lucky to have someone like that in our community because without him, you know, we're, we're back at square one doing nothing, just wishing, hope, and waiting. So we're super lucky to have someone like Mark. Absolutely. It, and, and it takes, I, I just think of myself, my own experience. I'm originally from South Jordan um, and, and came here for school. And, you know, the first time that I drove through the valley, I, I remember, or through, you know, on Main Street through Logan, um, I remember seeing Logan's Heroes and thinking, what a cool, quirky, like, 
place. Um, you know, and I remember hearing about the island and thinking, what is the island? And then, you know, discovering the island market and, and, uh, you know, later on finding these places, you know, like a Herms or, you know, downtown, you know, different uh, places downtown and starting to develop an attachment for these quirky places that give, uh, Logan and Cache Valley, its identity, right. And develop, um, you know, a, a culture here. So, um, and, and I think sometimes we just take those things for granted. Right. Um, but I, I think of, you know, the waves of, of students that come in here who've maybe never, never, uh, stepped foot in, in Logan before that they have an experience at the cash or, or at the Island market. And, and, um, they develop an attachment for these places like I did. Um, and, and kind of this sense of community is one of the reasons that I stayed here, right. Is, is because, um, of, of people like Mark, of you know, some of the, the businesses that are here, it's, you know, I felt like I want to stay in a place like this that kind of has this sense of community and has some really, um, you know, some really interesting, unique um, businesses. And, and uh, you know, any, anyways, I, I could go on and on uh, talking about that, but I think it definitely, it has an impact on people who, who come here and who move here and, and attachments are definitely made with these places. No, totally, for sure. So I guess with that, if you could go over again, I guess, you know, we, we know how significant it is to, to get the, this kind of a license. What is it, again, that separates a bar license from, say, a tavern? I, I know it's the type of um, drinks you're able to serve, right? Are, are there any other significant differences? Yeah, so, um, so with a bar establishment license, um, it gives you the freedom to serve um, any type of spirituous liquor and beer uh, so we can serve draft beer, uh, according to Utah. So we still, draft beer still has to be 5%, but we can serve high point beers that are from the liquor store. We can serve any type of liquor, uh, which, you know, so we can create cocktails. Um, the difference between a bar establishment license um, and a tavern, again, taverns, just beer. Uh, the difference between our license and Mulligan's is that Mulligan's is a private club, which means it has, you have to pay to get in. So that's why you have to pay a dollar every time you go to Mulligan's. So you have to be a member. And then the Eagles Lounge, again, that's a private club. Right. And so that's what distinguishes our license is that it's, it's just like any bar, really. You go down to Salt Lake, you walk in, you show your ID. Okay, you're 21, you're in. You can have a cocktail if you want. You can have a beer if you want. You can order food if you want. We do have to have food available at all times of service, which we're planning on. Um, but you don't, it's not, you don't have to. Another thing that we struggled with previously with our restaurant license is that you had to sit down with your drink. But with the bar establishment license, that's not a, you don't have to. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of weird Utah rules in, wrapped up in these licenses. Right. Yeah, a bar establishment license is essentially no holds barred when it comes to what we can serve. Right. Okay. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. So, so with that, um, I guess right now you, you guys are in the middle of, you mentioned Mark is over doing renovations right now. Um, what, what is some of that going to look like um, for, for maybe some of those who have been into the venue portion of the space? I, I guess what, what's some of the renovation that's happening right now? Absolutely. We're super excited about it. Ever since I started with the cash, um, you know, it, it had a wall right in the middle of the building. It had these lower ceilings. And so what we did is we dropped all the ceilings so now it's just exposed rafters and exposed ceilings. Um, we dropped that wall in the middle. So now it's all one super large space. 
um, our, our kitchen, you know, is still back in the corner. But yeah, so we tore down the wall, tore down the ceilings. Um, so what we're doing right now is we're actually building um, some raised seating, which will be behind our bar. So there'll be um, like a nice, large, big booth and then a raised uh, seating area that will put tables there so you can, uh, you can enjoy your drinks and, um, and, and stuff up there on the raised seating behind the bar, which will have a perfect view to our new and improved stage. We took our stage and um, we're turning it a little bit so that way it's essential uh, or like it's pointing towards the middle of the, um, the building, whereas before it was just pointed straight to the back. So now the stage is going to uh, point to the, uh, to the center of the room. Uh, we also are raising the stage so it'll be bigger and grander. And um, yeah, the biggest thing is just dropping that wall on the ceiling. It's just going to give a huge, nice open vibe. Um, we're also going to be uh, doing a lot of, we're, we're focusing on doing a lot of lounge areas. We want people to come back, come in, kick back, have a drink and be there for a while. Um, so we're, we're focusing on doing a lot of lounge uh, areas. And so that's our, uh, what we're doing currently though is doing the raised seating and constructing the bar. The bar and a lot of our accents are actually gonna be reclaimed wood from when we dropped the ceiling. So when you come in and see our bar and our, all our tables, it's all reclaimed wood from the building. Wow. Uh, and one of the coolest features actually, when we took out the wall, um, it's the wall that is shared with, um, it's, it's the north wall. When we took that out, it exposes really cool brick. And um, it was an old, it was an old um, building sign from way back. And it has the phone number 57. So it's super cool, bringing some history back into the building. So that'll all be exposed. You'll see the old um, writing uh, with the phone number 57, which we think is so cool. And that'll be behind our bar. And that'll look way sweet. That sounds, that sounds amazing. I can't, can't wait to see, see it when it's all finished. Uh, do, you, do you have any idea of um, you know, when, when construction is, is looking to wrap up? I know you guys are in the middle of it right now, but when are you hoping to open? Yeah, we're getting super close. Uh, so I bet we'll be done um, with a major construction by the end of next week. And, oh, then, wow. and then it's just putting the pieces together. Um, we are hoping to do a soft opening for just friends and family, invite only type of thing for Halloween, just so we can practice some of our procedures and stuff like that. Um, and then hope, hopefully we can be open to the public uh, early November. Um, and th those dates might change. We might be earlier, we might be later, but we're, we're doing everything we can to get it open as soon as possible. Right, right. So uh, with that, with the opening, um, I, I know COVID, COVID's affected everyone, but um, especially those who are in, in events and restaurants, right? And uh, events, food services, um, you know, bars included. Um, what's kind of the feeling among you and the team about that um, opening kind of in the, in the middle of the pandemic, where, how, how are you guys feeling about that? And, and I guess what are some of the procedures that, that you all are going to need to follow and uh, to ensure everyone that, that this is going to be safe? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, you know, something that's on my mind, especially being the GM, because uh, this is, falls right on my shoulders. And so, but we also can't take too much weight because it changes every day, you know, like, in a couple of weeks, we could be orange or we could be green, you know, right. so we we're just taking every day as we can, but we will for sure. Once we do open back up, we're going to be above board on everything. We're going to, our employees are going to be wearing masks. We're going to be wearing nitrile gloves. We're going to do 
everything in our power to make sure that on our side, we're staying clean, we're staying, we're, you know, we're keeping, um, we're, we're staying compliant with all state, um, you know, recommendations. So, um, but as far as like what we expect out of our patrons, we are going to see once we get a little bit closer, um, as far as like requiring masks, stuff like that. Um, you know, we're going to have ample hand sanitizer. We're going to be sanitizing like crazy. Like I said, we're going to require our employees to be wearing masks as well as gloves. Um, and then initially when we open, you know, we have obviously we have a, a large capacity, um, almost a 300 person capacity, wow. but we won't be allowing a full capacity, obviously. Right. So we will have a limited capacity to make sure that social distancing can be um, in place. We, we have tons of room. Like I said, a lot of these like lounge areas and booths that we're uh, installing, it's going to be socially distant uh, immediately. So we're going to separate our tables. There's plenty of room to, you know, go behind the bar to the booth or go to the back to the lounge area or to sit at a table with just your friends. There's going to be ample space. We're not going to cram in tables. You know, we're, we're definitely taking it serious. Right. We understand that the community takes it serious. So, so are we. Right. No, absolutely. And, and, you know, while this is a difficult time, I feel like to open uh, any business, I, I feel like, um, you know, the, our Cash Valley restaurants, the Logan restaurants, uh, and, and really the people here in Logan seem to really rally around our local businesses. I, I could be wrong. I don't, I haven't really heard too many stories of, of restaurants that have had to close um, I'm, I'm sure everyone has, has been impacted and there's been some hurt there. Um, but I, I feel like I've just heard an overwhelming amount of support for, um, you know, people supporting local restaurants and doing it safely. Right. And, and our local restaurant community seemed to really band together to, you know, provide delivery service and, um, you know, on street pickup. And um, it, it seemed like people really rallied behind that idea. So, um, I, I imagine the, the the same will happen uh, with the cash. You know, obviously, not ideal circumstances. You'd love to be able to have full capacity, I'm sure. Um, but but I I have to imagine that people are going to come out and support. It just seems like that's what people here in Cash Valley. That's the feeling that I'm getting is people want to see uh, businesses like this succeed, and and they're going to find a way to support safely. Oh, absolutely. And I think them like me and you we're we're kind of sick of this thing you know like we want to go out we want to have fun we want to be safe at the same time but like we want something to do like you know so we're i mean we're we're ready to get over this in due time but uh you know and tell them we're going to do everything that we can to be compliant with the state and the cdc and make sure that everyone's comfortable coming out and but i think the community is ready they're, they're ready to come out and enjoy a enjoy a cocktail right no that's exciting well, you know, any other future developments, anything that, that we missed that, that you're excited about it? I, I, you mentioned this a little bit beforehand, but um, really, I think the focus is, is being a bar. Um, that's kind of why the, it was the cash venue. Um, it's now more, I guess, well, will be known as the cash, uh, but the bar is kind of the focus, but there will be entertainment. Um, as well. And I imagine um, that's, that's interesting, especially right now, trying to uh, find acts to come in. How, how much are you going to be able to do any of that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, like I said before, you know, we do want to get away from being the cash venue and right. we want to be known as the cash bar um, because we we're really focused on having consistent hours. We don't want people want like thinking that they can only come when there's an event. 
Right. We're going to be open consistently. We're going to have consistent hours, but we're also going to have a huge focus on live entertainment. You know, we want to, we want to have concerts. We want to have live music. We want to do, you know, trivia nights, fun things like that. But initially when, when we do reopen, we're not, it's not, we're not going to have a huge focus on doing live music. Um, like Royal Bliss, you know, Royal Bliss is itching to come play for us again, but we are worried that there would be too much demand to come out and see it. So once we do initially reopen, we, we still want to do live music, but it's going to have to be, you know, a little more managed. Um, so we will have live music, you know, um, but it is, we are going to have to limit our capacity. Um, we really want to do, we, 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 we don't want to charge tickets at all, especially the, the first couple of months of operation. We want to just want you to come in, you know, not have to pay a cover, come in, enjoy some live music, have some drinks. Um, and then once we get going, hopefully this COVID thing can get behind us. And then we can have some larger events like Royal Bliss and some of these bigger uh, events that we've done that have been sellout nights for us. We still plan on doing that. But initially, we want to keep it small. We want to keep it quaint. We don't want to ch charge covers, you know. So come in, enjoy live music, but we're going to keep it relatively pretty small to start. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And 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 without the music and the entertainment, I mean, this is this is still a missing piece, right? This kind of an of an environment, um, especially with the bar license, is is enough. Um, you know, yeah. w without all the the live music component, um, th this has been something that's been missing in the community, and and definitely, um, you know, fills fills a need for a lot of people. So, um, I, I don't think you'll have any issue there. Um, but but you know, the performance side probably something to look forward to. You know, in the future, when 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 that's safe to do again. Yeah. Um, I, I guess with that, you know, don't want to take too much more of your time, but uh, any other kind of parting thoughts? Um, you know, I, again, I, I just want to say, you know, I'm excited for, for this. Um, this is, this is so significant for the downtown and for Logan and Cash Valley as a whole. Um, and again, it, it really, it takes people like you, it takes uh, people like Mark, um, you know, going out and building this kind of stuff um creating these experiences creating these opportunities and and like i said before um having to jump through the hoops and and uh it, it's it's not easy uh you i'm sure you can attest to that um mm -hmm. but uh you know the community appreciates it and uh it, it definitely um you know just adds adds a whole new element to to what logan is and um you know it's definitely exciting so any any final thoughts on on your side yeah absolutely I, I definitely want our community to know that we are striving to be the best bar in logan even though we're going to be the only bar <laughs> in logan we are striving to be the best bar in logan and we hope with that mindset it's going to help the other establishments we hope that we provide enough competition that hopefully the owl mulligans eagles all of them see you know what's happening and hopefully it just makes logan better in general that's our goal um but yeah, we, we won't get complacent. You know, we're, we're going to strive to be the best bar, even though the competition isn't there. But we're, we're going to be competitive with ourselves. We're never going to stop trying. We're always going to be the best bar. And um, yeah, this bar is going to be the community's bar. And so we're really, we're really acting like it. Oh, that's great. Well, Taylor, what's the best way to stay in touch with, with the cash and, and continue to, to you know, learn more about updates, progress? Um, and hear more about opening and, and everything that's that's coming. Absolutely, yeah. So we're the most active on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Instagram, the Cash Bar Logan, 
Uh, Facebook is a little tricky to change the name. So we're still the cash venue on uh, Facebook, but hopefully we can get that changed to the cash bar. But if you type in the cash, you, you should get us. Um, we're the most active on those uh, platforms. So follow us on there. We're getting a lot of good engagements with our community there. So follow us on there. That's where you're going to hear um, uh, all the news first. Oh, that's great. Taylor, uh, thanks for taking time. This is exciting. I was, I was excited for this conversation just to, to hear more about uh, what's coming down the pipe and, and learn more about the process. So thanks for being willing to, to, willing to take the time. Well, I appreciate it, Jason. Thanks for listening to the Cash Valley Insider. For more conversations, listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are found. Join the chamber at cashchamber.org.